Hey there, welcome to the 10-2 podcast. My name is Nathan and I'm a regional mobilizer with Greater Europe Mission. And today we're talking about the city of Frankfurt in Germany. I have with me my friend Sapphire. Sapphire, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you ended up, you know, sitting in front of me today, how you ended up on the 10-2 podcast. Uh, you're a Liberty student, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, so my name's Sapphire and I am from Chicago, Illinois, and I ended up here at Liberty University, and it was my freshman year um, on campus, and Mike Taylor, he spoke in one of my classes, mm. and I, it was then that I was like, whoa, there is a big need for people to go out, even in Europe, yeah. to the ends of the world, yeah. and I really felt like the Lord was moving and stirring in me, and so... I decided to just keep praying and see if maybe this 10-2 project was where the Lord was leading me for the summer. Mm, mm. And the doors kept opening. I started support raising, and it just went on from there. Nice. So you went after your freshman year, the summer after your freshman year? I believe so. Yeah, okay. that's when it was. Yeah, because yeah. when, I'm, when I'm at Liberty and I'm talking to a lot of freshmen, a lot of freshmen are hesitant to go, you know, their mm-hmm. first summer. Why is that? Um, I just think they don't know what they want to do and they're mm-hmm. afraid to take um, a risk <laughs> because yeah, it is yeah. a big thing to do, uh, to dedicate a summer. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. But it is so worth it, mm. totally worth it. And what did you say you were studying? I'm a global studies major okay. uh, with a minor in German. Okay, a mm-hmm. minor in German. Yes. Okay, ich sprechen kein Deutsch. I hope <laughs> I said that right. I don't speak yeah, German. But so, right. <laughs> so I guess, how did you end up in the city of Frankfurt? So I, I mm-hmm. guess the minor in German just yeah. kind of sparked that interest to, you know, put you in Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've taken German classes all throughout junior high and high school. Oh, and nice. so coming into my freshman year at Liberty, I actually didn't take any classes yet, but... After um, the 10-2 project being in Germany, I started taking classes towards my minor. So nice. um, Frankfurt really jumped out to me uh, because I did have that experience in the language, but it wasn't anything that I had ever used. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to use it eventually. Yeah. And so I was like, Germany, that sounds like a cool place. Yeah, what was it like, you know, you know studying... I guess German studying German, but then being submerged in the mm-hmm. culture was it overwhelming at first? Um, honestly, no. Mm. It was really, it was very cool because it felt normal, mm. um, and I was like, I understand this. Like, mm. I know what these people are saying, even though nice. sometimes I didn't, <laughs> obviously. Right. right. Um, but it was just really relaxing, and it felt, it felt like home. You know. Yeah. It was like, totally. Okay, totally. God totally equips me to be here um, with the language knowledge. Mm. And it was just a really cool experience being submerged with, around and with that language and the culture. Yeah, totally. Because totally. a lot of people are afraid of the language barrier, you know, mm-hmm. when they go somewhere with Tentu. So I, I yeah. assume the missionaries <laughs> that you were with knew the language fairly well. And yeah. you were surrounded by people who knew the language, you know, people mm-hmm. on the team Frankfurt, that's one of our focus cities. So mm-hmm. surrounded by missionaries who are fluent in the language, right? Yeah. Yeah. Most okay. of them are, uh, there are obviously a, a few of them that are still learning and you're always learning the language. Yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> It's a tough one. So, um, even some of the missionaries I was working alongside of, they were still really early on in their language learning and I was able to help them um, yeah, sometimes. Wow. So great. There's a wide range of 
uh, people's proficiency. Mm, nice. So it shouldn't be something that scares people like, oh, I don't know the language. Cause right. There's people right alongside you that are still yeah, not still confident. Learning. <laughs> yeah, a lot of immigrants there yeah. in Frankfurt, they're mm-hmm. still learning the language. I remember we went to a restaurant uh, and you ordered for everybody in German <laughs> when we were yeah. in Wittenberg. Um, that was great. So I guess mm-hmm. that's a good segue into my next topic yeah, is yeah. what is the culture and the food like of Germany? You know, what was mm-hmm. that like being there? Um, it was so cool. I loved experiencing the culture. Um, it is like a Western cultural context. So mm-hmm. most people would think it's really similar to the U.S. Um, but there are some big differences, especially in uh, Frankfurt, because it is so multicultural. Yeah. Um, you have a lot of refugees. You've got a lot of immigrants, a lot of foreigners. Mm. Um, and so the like bio-Germans or like the biological Germans, yeah. um, they are a small majority or mm-hmm. a small um, majority of the people that are actually in Frankfurt. So right, right. it's very, very diverse and it's yeah. so cool. Yeah, because that's the only city in Germany, right? That German isn't the first language spoken mm-hmm. in yeah. German. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So just being around a lot of different people and a lot of different cultures was um, eye-opening for me, for Mm -hmm. sure. And then that just leads into the vast, like, array of foods, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was amazing. Um, I think my favorite um, was Persian food. So Mm -hmm. I had some time where I met a lot of Iranian people friends and they invited us over to their house and they made us this amazing Persian meal nice. and I fell in love with it. I was like, mm. oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. Awesome. So what was ministry like, you know, with all the, all of these different cultures represented like mm-hmm. um, Persian food, I mean, Iranians and a lot of immigrants, a lot of yeah. refugees mm-hmm. and also a lot of, you know, native Germans. What was ministry? What did it look like, you know, from a day-to-day basis for Team Frankfurt? Yeah. Um, for Team Frankfurt, it is a focused city, so there's a lot of different projects going on. Um, where I was serving, I was with a church plant team in a small section of the city that is highly um, multicultural and yeah. ethnic, so there are a ton of refugees and immigrants there. And so our focus was just um, reaching people and just making connections with people, relationships with anyone Mm-hmm. And having that um, that church together, um, that's not just with one type of believer or yeah. one type of person, but yeah. it's all of us together. So ministry was um, honestly just being aware of those around you mm. and just reaching out, walking on the side of the street, like mm. meeting people um, and inviting them to Sunday gatherings. We had gatherings wow. in a park. Um and so some girls that I would meet, I would say, hey, want to come to the park this weekend? Um, no pressure. Like, we're out in this open space. It's beautiful. We play lots of games. Yeah. Um, and then they were able to hear the word. So. Mm. And are they open to that conversation? Are they open? Like, were people receptive to you coming up to them and talking to them and, you know, maybe initiating gospel mm-hmm. conversations? Um, from my experience, definitely younger, the younger population, um, the younger age, like teenagers, they are more receptive. So Mm -hmm. they were ready to have conversations because they're just like any other teenager. Yeah. Um, still trying to figure things out. Yeah. Still trying to figure things out. What, what do they believe? Um, still looking for friends Mm -hmm. and community. Mm -hmm. And so they're very open. Um, but the older generations, 
um, especially the Germans, they're kind of more closed off. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. A super unique yeah. opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, for, for Team Frankfurt. How many people were on Team Frankfurt? So we had six of okay, us. Okay, six of you. Mm-hmm. And what was yeah. the living dynamic like? Who did you live with? Where did you uh-huh. stay? So I stayed with one other girl and we stayed with the host family. Okay. Um, we had our own little bedroom, shared the one bedroom and mm. lived with a family of six or of eight, actually. They had mm. six kids. So wow. it was a awesome experience just being with a huge family. And were they native Germans? Um, they were actually Dutch missionaries. So they were from okay. the Netherlands serving in Germany. Um, but that was only one uh, focus that we had on the Tenchu Project in Frankfurt. So there were two other girls that were living in an apartment with a Christian a believer. Um, and they okay. had a lot of cool conversations with her. And nice. then the two guys that were with us, they were living on the top floor of this huge building. Um, mm. And they had their own space there. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so what did church like? Did you guys gather? You said you gathered in a park, but... Mm-hmm. Did you have any other meetings as a team? Um, and where were those? What did those look like? Yeah, so we um, actually, with the team while we were there mm-hmm. over the summer, we didn't have a lot of other things um, mm-hmm. with them because we were with the Ten Two Project and we were all together as a group. So right. another cool thing we did was taco. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds kind of funny, like, what's taco? <laughs> They're a group um, that came in for about a week and they did street evangelism through like songs and um, art and dance and we were able to help with them. So that was a big part of our time in Frankfurt. Mm, mm, so talk, so street evangelism. Mm-hmm, so, yeah. so what I'm hearing is it's, you know, walking up to people yes, you know, yes. and just having gospel conversations or I guess spiritual conversations. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of weave Jesus into the equation yeah. and just, you know, see how they respond. Is that, is mm-hmm. that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That was a big focus. Um, yeah. There were obviously other ways to meet people like through German language classes that some of our team went through. So that's where they met a lot of people, mm. but yeah, just living life. Um, with a mission of who can I meet? What can yeah. I say? Like, how can I bridge this to the gospel? Mm. Was that uncomfortable for you to do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you weren't <laughs> used to just walking no. up to people and doing that. No. And what about others on your team? Was that uncomfortable for Um It was uncomfortable for most of them, but there was one girl, Kylie, um, and she was just ready to go out. Mm. Um, she was the one that really like pushed me and helped me like get past that fear of, oh my goodness, I don't know what to say. Amazing, Um, yeah. So it was really nice to have her with us. Yeah, but even I was, I I remember talking to Kylie about her experience in Frankfurt Mm -hmm. and I remember even her saying that it was, it was hard. It's it's sometimes, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's hard to walk up. It's like cold calling people almost to just, you know, hey, how's your day going? Mm-hmm. Would you like to have a spiritual conversation? And yeah. like, how do you even begin? Like, I would love to learn and just, uh-huh. you know, hear about your experience, like what you learned yeah. uh, um, in that process. Yeah, it was hard. We had a lot of teaching on like how to approach people, like what to talk about, what to say, what not to say, because mm-hmm. sometimes bringing up, hey, I'm a Christian, like church, those words are really um, kind of like barriers. Mm. So going in and saying like, I'm a Christ follower. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a follower of Jesus. And 
bringing in up conversations like that. So one way that we walked up to two girls, we just sat down next to them and we were like, hey, how are you, how's your day going? Like, mm-hmm. what are you guys up to? Like, are there, are there any cool places for like teens, 20s people to hang out around the city? Like, we're new here. We're here for the summer just like trying to figure out what to do around here. Yeah. And that's how the conversation started. And mm. then we were able to share our testimonies with them and then eventually yeah. meet up with them later on. Yeah, that's so good because mm-hmm. we have a discipleship method or an evangelism method that John Burns talked about in mm-hmm. training. You know, your story, yeah, my story, then God's story. You know, mm-hmm. we we ask them, we sit them down, we are interested in who they are truly, yeah, and then we share, you know, what Jesus has done in our life, and also that leads into God's story and what mm-hmm. what God is doing right now. And did you did you have people who are receptive? Did you have people who were completely against the message? Did you have people who, you know? accepted Jesus like right right then and there and then came to church? Like what were some stories? You know? Um, hmm. So there are definitely people that were like, no, like I don't want to hear anything you say. Mm-hmm. And then they would just walk away. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so we would like say, hey, how's it going? And they'd be like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. In English, <laughs> most of them spoke English? Yeah, yeah. Most of them spoke English. So sometimes I was able to use German, but I kind of stuck to English because I didn't yeah. want to say anything wrong. Right, right. Because <laughs> I'm not that proficient in the right. language. Um, mm. But then there were other people, like the two girls I just shared about, who they were interested, they wanted to hear more. And so we were able to meet up with them, read through some scripture, um, and just start conversations with them about who Jesus is and what the Bible says. Mm. So I think that was the. Um, just the coolest opportunity, even though it didn't really lead to a full like decision in Christ. Like mm-hmm. there was still there was a seed planted. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think that that's what John Burns encouraged us mm-hmm. encouraged us with at the beginning of the summer is, you know, this is hard and um, to just you know share Jesus with somebody and then potentially never see them again yeah. because we believe that the gospel moves at the speed of relationships, right? But mm-hmm. I think you know when we're living out, you know. Uh, Jesus and being a Christ follower, there are seeds that are planted that we have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah. Um, because we can't be intentional with everybody. We can try, but Jesus literally had 12 that he truly poured into and he preached to the masses and he planted those seeds and allowed the Holy Spirit to do the growth. And so I think that's a big aspect to, that's what I'm hearing is a big aspect to mm-hmm. Team Frankfurt. And you know, with the hope of saying, hey, we're inviting you to church, we're inviting mm-hmm. you into discipleship and into a relationship, not only with us, but with Christ as well. And so what were some life lessons that you learned uh, while being on the field in Frankfurt that still apply to your life today? How did mm-hmm. the Tentu Project change the whole trajectory of your life? Oh man, <laughs> it changed it in so many ways. Yeah. Um, I think some of the big uh, lessons, uh, one of them was definitely like reliance and knowledge on the scripture. Yeah. Um, I think through like the training we had before and just all throughout our time in Germany and afterward, mm-hmm. I just really fell in love with the Bible again. Mm. And it was just new and fresh. And I just saw how important and valuable and key it is to make that a priority because mm. that's where everything stems from. Um, mm, yeah. So that was definitely a lesson I took away is just like God's word is powerful and it it is something I want to just keep diving into. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was definitely a, a big lesson. And then another one 
Um, on our Frankfurt team, we really focused on prayer and what that looks like, uh, like every day. Yeah. And just like reconstructing my view on what prayer is, that mm-hmm. was something I took away from this summer or mm-hmm. that summer. Yeah. And it just reminded me like prayer is powerful and it is something that we can do all day, every day. Like it's a conversation with God. Mm -hmm. And so that reconstructing of the idea of it kind of has followed me even after that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the biggest one is like what you said earlier, like the gospel moves at the speed of relationships. Yeah. And it, (laughs) it really does. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're called to do is like be in relationships with people and just bring up those conversations of Christ and of the gospel in mm-hmm. our everyday lives. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. And so, w- what are you doing now? Um, uh, you're you're still a student at Liberty. Mm-hmm. What what does graduation look like? Plan after that? Um. So yeah, I'm still a student. I have a couple semesters left, um, and I'm just going day by day, seeing where the Lord is leading me for future plans. Um, I'm really just focusing on getting all that I can out of my classes and my time here at Liberty and making connections where I can Mm -hmm. and seeing if the Lord leads me in a certain direction. So Mm. right now it's just been a season of waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, And for all of us, you know, COVID-19, it's, yeah, forcing us to wait. Yeah. Yeah. So just really being in tune with what the Lord is saying mm-hmm. um, because I'm not sure what the future holds, yeah. but I know it's going to be something where um, I'm serving the Lord wholeheartedly and that's amazing and that's encouraging to me, but I yeah. don't know what it's going to look like. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's okay because God doesn't yeah. promise us what it's going to look like. He uh-huh. says, you know, your word is a, a lamp into my feet and a light into mm-hmm. my path. And so he's he's lighting that next step. He's not yeah. even lighting tomorrow. I know, I yeah. mean, so it's like Jesus says, pray for daily bread. And mm-hmm. so anybody listening who's a college student who is at Liberty, I just want to encourage you that, you know, you don't have to know what the plan is. I think mm-hmm. God just wants your yes and your willingness to say yes to whatever, you know, his plan is um, and follow God and the rest will just, you know, geography is just, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in his plan, it's geography is just, you know, a part of it. And yeah. so it could change. It could be here in America. It could be in Europe. It could mm-hmm. be somewhere in Australia. It could be in Africa, South America, any other continent, mm-hmm. or it could be in your hometown. Yeah. Um, but just listening to what God wants, uh, because we're all called um, mm-hmm. We're all called to share the gospel. We're all called to go and preach the gospel to all creation. Um, the rest is just geography. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, what would you tell someone who is praying about pursuing, you know, mission in Frankfurt or pursuing the Ten Two Project? Um, what I would say is just pray, like pray boldly, yeah. and that needs to be your first step, um, and that needs to be a daily thing because if this is something you're really interested in and like I kind of shared with my story, like I was just praying, asking the Lord if this was where he was leading me for the summer. Mm -hmm. And I just saw doors open and continue to open. Mm -hmm. And so I think just keeping your eyes and your heart and your mind open to what God is saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would be so happy if there are people listening that are, interested in the 10-2 project because it was totally life-changing yeah. and 
it was a step of obedience and the Lord was just really faithful with that. So yeah. yeah. I would just encourage anyone. Yeah. Definitely look into it because mm-hmm. God will work in amazing ways. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. really cool to be a part of it. Yeah, and was the was the money scary? Like raising the money, like that much <laughs> money to go uh, over the summer? Um it it was, but like God provides and mm-hmm. he provided in so many ways. And he always does. Yeah. And that is something that I saw uh, with an internship I went on last semester for mm-hmm. global studies. Mm-hmm. I was like... In Germany, right? In Germany, yes. Yeah. I went back to the same location. Amazing. So it was so terrifying to me. I was like, I can't raise money again. Mm-hmm. I just did the other summer. Yeah. But God showed me again. He provided. He always provides. Mm. So... Mm. Anything. I wouldn't let that scare you away. Yeah, you know? yeah, he does. He definitely does. Um, and I had this old preacher man tell me once, a Southern guy, he said, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. <laughs> yeah. <And> so, <laughs> but it's as cheesy as that yeah. sounds, you know, if it is God's plan, if mm-hmm. it is his will, then yes, God will provide, you know, exactly what we need. Um, nothing less, maybe a little bit more. Maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, I love asking this question. Uh, what about training week? What was that like for you? What about also, you know, the Reformation tour mm-hmm. at the end of the summer and also annual conference, those three yeah. aspects, you know, you know, the Ten Two project on the field mm-hmm. is a different dynamic than, you know, meeting people at training week, mm-hmm. celebrating with them doing the Reformation tour in yeah. Wittenberg. And then also, you know, meeting all 400 of our missionaries. Uh, in Frankfurt, yeah. you know, we, we all met in Frankfurt that mm-hmm. summer. So what was that like? What were some highlights of, you know, the outer parts of yeah. the 10 project? Um, so yeah, training week was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was just a lot of building community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happened so fast. Yeah. I think I was so surprised by that because here are so many people that I've never met before. Mm-hmm. Didn't even really meet people on my team yet. And we're just all in France yeah. <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, but I think the big thing that stood out to me from training was just the time that we had to spend alone with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That was so important to me yeah. um, because that really just like focused my heart for the rest of the summer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was mm-hmm. just a great week yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm excited for the next 10 tours to experience some of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be in yeah. Beatenburg okay. in Switzerland. Uh, oh, that's this amazing. Coming, yeah, so uh-huh. that's where Jem started. It's amazing, yeah, you know, yeah. where Bob Evans casted vision for Jem. Mm-hmm. So super stoked about that. If you're coming 2021, that's where you'll be yeah. uh, training week. But what about, uh, you know, the Reformation mm-hmm. tour? What was what were some highlights of that? Oh, yes. So that was a crazy week because we were traveling all over, mm-hmm. but... Um, I think that just hearing like the history, that was so cool to me. Yeah, Martin um, Luther, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and being able to see where like the foundations in Europe, like where God has been moving throughout history in Europe, mm-hmm. that was just, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. there, there's people that have gone before us mm-hmm. and that was encouraging to see. Um, but yeah, 
just another great time of community with mm -hmm. our team and mm -hmm. with everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, lots of fun. <laughs> right. Something to look forward to, right? Because you go to training week yeah. and then it's like you don't want it to end. Mm -hmm. And then you go on the field, you but then you all come back together, mm -hmm. you know, and do the Reformation tour. Yeah. It's something that I definitely look forward to, you know, spend, seeing those people that I, you know, got so close to, yeah. you know, in week one. And then after the Reformation tour, we went to Frankfurt, mm -hmm. back to Frankfurt for, you know, Jem's annual conference. And yeah. I'd love to hear some highlights, you know, from that week and what did the Lord do that week in your life? Um, man, that was such a cool week. Um, just seeing all of Gem together mm -hmm. um, and hearing from other missionaries all throughout um, Europe, hearing their stories um, was so, so cool. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something that the Lord really showed me is that like we are like a church. We are in unity together. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I think that really showed me like what and who Jem is. And I was like, man, like God was in this because this is an organization. Like these are people that God is working in and I can see that. And that really made me want to partner with them again for my internship last semester. Mm. So mm. yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice. That's great. So were there any final thoughts, anything that, anything else that you'd like to add? Um, I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, I just really enjoyed the time. Yeah. Getting yeah. to talk and share. Amazing. Well, thank you, for, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you mm -hmm. for being on the episode. So would you pray for mm -hmm. uh, the missionaries in Frankfurt, pray for the person listening, if anybody would like to serve in Frankfurt in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also just pray for God to raise up laborers in the harvest, mm -hmm. and then we'll end that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dear Lord, we just want to come before you right now. Uh, we just want to lift up uh, the field in Frankfurt, God. Um, you're doing an amazing work there, and there are people there that are striving after, striving after you. So, God, I just pray that you would be encouraging them throughout this time of COVID. Um, it's a scary and hard time, God, but mm -hmm. you still have a plan. Um, mm -hmm. I pray that you would just be giving them the resources they need and helping them to just continue building those um, relationships with those around them. Mm -hmm. um, God, I just want to pray for the listeners today um, that are maybe thinking about going and serving with the 10-2 Project, maybe even thinking about going to Frankfurt. Um, God, I just pray that you would be working on their hearts um, and just help them to be open to what you're showing them. Mm -hmm. God, um, we just pray that the Holy Spirit would be active and reaching them. God, um, you, you have a plan and you will make that known in your timing, God. Mm -hmm. Um, and Lord, I just want to continue and just pray for, pray for the global church, God. Um, yeah. there's such a huge need. Um, you have called us to share and to teach and to just share your gospel, God, um, to share your story. So I just pray that you would Help us to share your story well and to just um, be obedient to that calling, God. Um, and Lord, I just pray that you would bring up workers to go into the harvest field. Um, the workers are few, God, but you yeah. you are calling people every day, God, and we are so thankful for that. Mm -hmm. We're so thankful that we could be a part of that. And I just pray that you would just be calling workers from Liberty, from all throughout the U.S., even from the ends of the earth, God. Um, so we just lift this up to you. Um, thank you for the time that we've had today to talk and to share. 
and help us to just stay focused on you and mm-hmm. stay rooted in your word yes. um, and just stay near to you in prayer, God. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Sapphire, thank you again for being here. Mm-hmm. You've thank been you. listening to the 10-2 podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.